Triple M footy lives on listener. Thanks to McDonald's and Ream Hot Water. Welcome to Triple M's Saturday Scrum. And a very good afternoon, everybody. It's Anthony Maroon here in for uh, Tony Squires, who's on the uh, on the injury list today. So uh, welcome along. Plenty to talk about in rugby league on the on the verge of the final series. We'll get the boys' opinions. Let's welcome them in. Firstly, Ryan Girdler, welcome to you, me old mate. Yeah, hello, hello Maroon. Hello, everyone. Um, what's going on, Maroon? Nice to have you back on the show. You're really working your magic there somehow, are you? Well, you what's know what on? I'm like, mate. You know what I'm like. <laughs> Give me an inch. Yeah. I get in where water can't, as they say. So uh, what, you got a, you got a big night on tonight, are you? What's going on? Yeah, I'm going to an 80s party. So oh, uh, he dressed already for it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm no, not going to dress gotta, up. He's, <laughs> he's got to update the wardrobe. He dresses like he's in the seventies. <laughs> oh, oh, mate, uh, you excited yeah. about that maroon? Who's oh, party pumped. is it? Oh, it's me. Uh, my my wife's cousin Rick, great bloke. Um, so um, Rick Maddow, turning fifty. So oh, wow. um, he's a big high flyer, corporate high flyer. So we're going along to his his fiftieth. Um, and I'm looking forward to it, mate. I don't get out much. Mm. Um, this isn't a paid gig for me. I'm going to take an invoice along anyway <laughs> just to see what happens. Uh, ben Teo, how are you, mate? I'm good, thanks. Uh, looking forward to this last round of footy. There's obviously a lot on the line, isn't there, for a few teams. We've had some cracking games so far. And today, the, the Dolphins and the Warriors. And then the game we're all looking forward to as well, Penrith Cowboys. Dolphins have lost their last uh, six. Are you aware mm. of that? Well, you would be, <laughs> yeah, being part of the coaching of it, staff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah it's, been a, it's been a tough back end of the year, really, with some issues with injury and form. But I think everyone, yeah, there's a lot of teams out there that are just looking to get to the end of this weekend, mm. uh, have a break, reset, and, and get into a, a good preseason for next season. Uh, and look, uh, Reedy, Brent Reed, me old mate, you're looking fantastic. You've dropped a couple of kilos. And look, people are stopping me up at East Gardens this morning. What's the latest on Reedy's Tesla did he get the spreadsheet across the line? Yeah. Is he getting a Tesla? September 14, I'll pick it up. Wow. September 14, mm. pretty pumped about it. Have you ever picked up a new car before? Never. Oh, actually, we had it. Uh, we bought a new car eight years or so ago. My mm. wife drove that. I never yeah. got to drive it. Yeah. So it's the first time in my life I, I've got to drive a new car. You did have... I, I'm intrigued by you saying you're pumped about that party tonight because yeah. that wasn't what you were saying off <laughs> No, I was saying <laughs> I was just saying that it's a long way off. It's up in bloody Warunga or something. So I've got to get... them under the bus. <laughs> It's the tolls. You're going to get yeah. a very warm yeah, welcome you are, when you walk in You're going to get targeted for that, Peabody, <laughs> for that. All right. Anyway, no, okay. Kidding, All right. Kidding, what a, this about, yeah. pumped about it, Rick. Don't the worry. last car he got, the last car he got, Bentia, you wouldn't know the story. The last car he got, his own father mm. sold him, what was it made? An Elantra. Elantra, yeah. A Hyundai. Yeah. I mean, the, his father... <laughs> Nearly ended up on a current affair for what he'd done to his own kid. So, anyway. Uh, My dad listens, you know. Yeah. He's there, he won't be happy. Shame, shame, shame. Well, I hope. Well, did you, what did you get for it on My a My mum's quite upset because she actually, it's a silver car, they were under, and she gave it a nickname. She right. called it Pearl. Mm. So I told her I was getting a new car, and she said, What are you doing with Pearl? What I are said, you doing with straight oh, to the record? I'm going to get rid of it. It's gone. Oh, you didn't trade it? No, I will. No, I'm going to sell it privately. Some idiot oh. will buy it. Yeah. Well, there's always another <laughs> one, isn't there? Uh, <laughs> do, do you have uh, any injury updates before? Oh, <laughs> uh, look, I mean, I think the big injury update isn't so much what happened in, the, in Thursday and Friday. It's um, who might be coming back because obviously Joey Manu missed last night uh, for the Roosters, and we briefly spoke to him after the game. He was a bit non-committal, Joey, with that hamstring injury, but. I'm pretty sure he'll be back next week for the Roosters. 
Um, Judiciary-wise, only some fines. Fletcher Baker was, was charged, and it would just be a fine, obviously. Yeah. Um, only fines they there's handed no, out. There's, no, there's going to be no suspensions this <laughs> no. weekend, obviously. <laughs> and Brendan Pycura is the big one. Especially for those teams one. that are going Brendan, into yeah, the finals. Brendan Pycura has three charges, and they're all fines. Yeah. So yeah. he won't miss a game. Yeah. That's right, not hilarious. happy about it, boys, or well, the fine well. system? Well, not not some of the incidents we've seen. Obviously, Pierre Cora, we were calling that game on Triple M, and yeah. we we both said like he's definitely he's going to miss a week at least mm. too. But to see only fines, it sort of makes you think about some of the guys that have missed some some big weeks this year. Yeah, and um, yeah, yeah. Look, understand they're going in the finals, but you can't just be throwing out fines for yeah. contact to the head. Corey Horsbury also was maybe going to the finals with the Raiders, and he got wiped out for four weeks. Yeah. Something that I just thought was an ordinary. Mm. Ordinary tackle without contact to the head, yeah? Did, what did he get charged for, Rudy? Was it a shoulder charge? Oh, I think it was a shoulder charge for memory. Yeah, it is a shoulder yeah. charge. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yeah. With no contact to the head. Mm. He misses four weeks. Anyway. Yeah, you can do what you want this week. That's just, yeah, yeah, prison rules. Okay. <laughs> it's the green light. Reedy, Gerds, Benny Teo and Maroon, welcome to it. Well, last night in front of 36,000-plus uh, people at uh, Accor Stadium. Wonderful atmosphere. Roosters uh, end south season and make it five wins in a row. So, look, obviously they're waiting on to see what happens with the Canberra-Cronulla game and the Cowboys-Penrith game. But, look, Benny Teo, I suppose for mm. the Roosters at this stage, it was a great win last night, and they've done all they can do for now. Yeah, they had, you know, they've, they've left their run late, and they put themselves in a position where they've just got to sit back and watch the footy, and they might be uh, going to training in, on Monday, or they might be going to the pub. So, mm. I think they will all be... Pretty keen. I think they've got some really good momentum. I'm not sure that they can do a lot in the competition as the weeks go on. I think there's too many strong teams and um, they've had too many combination changes, especially in the halves and at hooker. So, um, but look, they've been red hot coming into the back end of the year. But yeah, I'm also just disappointing to see South Sydney um, just fall away like that. It's pretty hard to watch. Mm. Yeah, we'll, we'll get a chance here to, to talk more about the Rabbitohs. But uh, Gerds and Reedy Gerds, I'll start with you. I mm. suppose what, what I took out of that game last night, having called it, was, uh, you know, as they say, cometh the hour. You know, a big game like that, and you get a massive game from Luke Keary, a massive game from Teddy and Victor Radley. So, you know, what do you think? you think they can take it further, the Roosters? Yeah, well, they're the, you know, they're the guys that like this time of year. They know what it takes to be successful in, in September. Um, they had a similar run last year, and I think they won eight in a row or so going into last year's finals. And from memory, did they, they, they scratched into the eight. Did they get knocked out early? Yeah, they, they got knocked out South. week one or week two. South. Yeah. South knocked them out. So, yeah, I just feel for those teams, like there's you've got sides that are going on a run like the Warriors that have been able to sort of rest players and, you know, have been able to win but haven't been sort of redlining for a long period of time. I just get the feeling that when your season's on the line and every week becomes like a semi-final, there's only so much of that you can put back-to-back. And I think that's going to be, again, the downfall of the Roosters. They need to start their seasons off just so much better to get themselves into a comfortable position. They are a side that I think could do some damage from the bottom four of the eight, but not after the intensity uh, of the back end of their season. So, um yeah, look, I don't know what's going to happen with Penrith. I was actually quite surprised that, that Penrith have named, um, you know, pretty much their strongest lineup to take on the Cowboys today. So it's obviously uh, a game they're going to take very seriously after that loss last week. And certainly that's not going to do the um, – that's done the Roosters a favour, hasn't it, by mm. – uh, I think they'll be happy about that. Um, but, yeah, I, they get into the finals. They've got the experience. They've got a really talented side. But I just think that – 
um, the back end of the season's maybe just been a, a little bit too intense. Yeah, I think they'll get there. I think I think results will go their way. And if they get Joey Manu back, I, I'm a bit like you guys. I think they can cause a bit of damage in the finals because when they've got everyone fit, Sam Walker's obviously playing well. We saw Kiri last night take control and sort of determine the outcome of that game. And you stick Joey Manu in that side, Teddy. They've got a lot of stars, a lot mm. of big names and guys who can who can win footy games basically on their own. So I, I think they can cause some real damage in the finals. Now, well, God only knows what happened to South. Round 11, they were competition leaders. Since May 19, they've only won four games. It all started going pear-shape after Parramatta beat them 36 points to 16. So here they are, the Rabbitohs, for the first time in six seasons, not playing finals football. Let's have a listen to what Coach Jason Demetrio uh, said, and then we'll throw it over to the boys. Yeah, it's hard. I'm not going to lie, it's... From where we got to, the pre-season we had in the first half of the season and, yeah, disappointing. That performance probably summed up at back end of the year. We're just not quite nailing a few things. Our effort and fight was outstanding, but, yeah, just not capitalising when we had opportunities and then leaking points when, when they had them. Um, I've got to hold my hands up there. I'm the head coach. It's on me to make sure that we have better. You know, we're not falling like we were. You know, there's can sit here and make excuses, but... Yeah, it hurts. It's a it's a tough lesson to learn, but I'll learn it. Like all the talk, everything that's gone on in the last couple of weeks, like has that seeped its way in? Has it has it been a factor in this? Oh, look, I think it's disappointing. It's disappointing that as a club we haven't had that the last few years. You know, we're a pretty tight ship. We, you know, we have like any club, we work in our things together, and we, you know, we work in, on it in, inside the four walls. So it's disappointing that. You know, things are getting out and all things are being said that a lot of it isn't true, but at the end of the day, we can't change it. Again, it's a small part of probably a lot of little things that have added to where we're at. You know, three or four games where we're, we're six, five tries all, six tries all, and we get beat on goal kicks, you know, and when you're looking at missing the finals by one game, all those things add up. You know, like I said, I think there's lots of little things, lots of little learnings that we can take from it, and... Um, and it starts with me. Yeah, there he is, Jason Demetrio, uh, the Rabbitohs head coach. Now, Ben, I'm going to go to you again here because obviously you're part of a coaching system at the moment. And yeah. in the modern game, we talk about uh, NRL clubs having their window, their premiership window. Has the South window just slammed shut? Oh, no, I wouldn't say it's shut yet. I still think that they can make a few adjustments to their squad. Um, but when you think about if you've still got Damian Cook, if you've got Cam Murray, Kulamatangi, Latrell, Cody, you got all these guys, your window is Jack still White. open. Yeah, Jack Wine's coming. Window is still open, but I would say this, not open for long. Mm. So I definitely think they need to really reset, not only as, as players, but as staffing and get on the same page listening to him there, there's no doubt that there was just way too much noise, way too much drama, way too much noise at the back end of the year. And as he said, they haven't had that for the last few years. But I think the players got to take a lot of ownership of what's happened, especially the senior players, um, how their season's gone. I reckon they just need to get together and make sure that some of the things that were talked about this year um, aren't happening next season. You know, we, we heard stories of players getting special treatment or some players being allowed to do this or do that. I think sometimes it's important for those guys to get together and maybe, you know, put your hand up and say, look, you know, t to be honest, guys, um, maybe I took the piss a little bit this year and, mm. you know, I, I didn't go with the team values and I think it's important to get that sorted. If you're going to go on a run, 
towards the finals and, and do something with this unbelievable squad yeah. that you're going to have for the next two years. Like, just knuckle down. Yeah, because it's, it's talent. It's right? talent, it, yeah. it, it, the, the talent's there, but it's just it seems like to me it's attitude. There's some teams in the competition that just can't win the premiership based on talent alone, and the South Sydney Rabbits aren't one of those teams. They've got the talent there, and they're going to have it again next year for me. And, and um, JD spoke about it then. You know, on the back of adversity, they, they capitulate all the time, South Sydney. So it's so predictable, and it's really become a little bit of a trademark of their game is when, you know, they're attacking and they're in really good field position and things, the ball goes on the ground or there's a turnover or whatever – Almost every time they give away a penalty on the back of that because they get upset, they get frustrated, yeah. you know. It's a mentality thing for it. happens all the time. Last night, you know, they're, they're not that connected early on in the contest. There was a lot of ball on the ground. And the way they handle those situations, for me, separates them from the, from the you know, top three or four sides. And that's where Souths are at the moment. So I think, as Benny said, those little, you know, what, what do they stand for? What's important? Those little parts of their game at the moment where they're getting really frustrated. Why are they getting frustrated? Um, and if they can sort that out, the answer to your question, Maroon, is, yeah, they can compete in the competition with the talent mm. that they have. Yeah, I think they've got a huge off-season of soul-searching. They mm. need to yeah. – the senior players in particular need to sit – sit down and thrash out any differences or issues they've got. But for me, while ever Latrell's there, I think their window's open. I think he's mm. that good a player, he's that big a superstar, that if they get the best out of Latrell, and they didn't really get the best out, we didn't see the best of Latrell, particularly over the, the latter stage have of this we, season. Have we ever seen that at well, South, the best have. of Latrell? Well, are you suggesting Latrell's never been good at South, Maureen? Oh, I don't think he's been as good at South as he has at Origin level or at the Roosters. No, I absolutely don't, mate. And he got dumped at Origin level years ago. Yeah, but... He's had some... I know he's had, remember, some he's had some great Origin games. He's had some great... I think he was a better player at the Roosters. I think you're a bit harsh. Well, on maybe him, right? I'm a bit harsh, but it's not a good look when you're a paid member of a club and this bloke, the club's won four games since May, and this bloke's up on stage with some oh, company. Are you in another West bloke? Who's just, yes, oh, that's I ridiculous. am another one of these blokes. And what, having, that's ridiculous. You know what? Well, no, let me say whole, this too. Oh, Rod please. Churchill, he's not a paid member of the football club. I don't think he's entitled to say what he wants, but I am a paid member of the football club. And while the club's going so shit house, it's not a good look for this bloke to be away at Rodeo's. I don't care whose Rodeo oh, it is. On. Man, and yeah. I don't care whose concert it is. South come first or he can go and play that's somewhere just else. A, that's just a, that's a ridiculous, that well, whole, that I, whole it's concert not, thing. It's not no a ridiculous. No one's got a problem though. No one's got a problem with anything when you're backing it up, right? Yeah. And at times well, he has he's and not. At, times, at times he's not, you know. And I just think, you know, my message if I was JD, my message to Latrell would be you can be the guy that can propel us where we need to go. Like you can be the guy. If Latrell was to step up and and own everything that's gone wrong and take on his part of it and then really come to an agreement with the players that for the next you know year, two years, we are going to knuckle down. Mm. Nothing comes first more than footy. He can be the real driver. And I've seen it in successful teams where the, the top guy, if he makes that commitment, then everyone will follow. And I feel like he can have that influence there. And that's... What, what he's there to do, right? He's there to win competitions. Are we in the... Uh, is rugby league the only business in the world? I, I, I am really sad about the back end of the Rabbitoh season, but is it the Doesn't only business like in the world, Gerds? <laughs> can I... Uh, when people talk about... T-shirt on. ...certain Souths players, when people talk about certain Souths players, they say, 
On their day, on their day. All right. So I've been working here for twenty years. No, what if I? That's not the only team that gets said about. They shouldn't be. They should be more consistent. On their day. What if you turned up to Fox League and go? You know what? We only have him here because every third week he really delivers. It would, would, why isn't that fair? That's a fair <laughs> is analysis. Is that your opinion? But you're, that but, is my but opinion. But you're throwing Luttrell under the bus. I mean, Mate. Cody's form over the par, over the last two months of the season, one month of the season, Cody's form tailed off as well. He's a huge player in that footy team. When Cody's well, playing well, they're a lot know. better team. Lachlan Ilias' form form I'm dipped not seeing... at the latter stage of the year. You can't just pin it on one bloke. I'm Maroon. not pinning it on one well, you bloke. Are. Well, I'm saying to you that... I and I like again this Churchill fellow. Why is he fella, the only one you talk about? I'm not, he's not the only one I talk well, about. He's about, the I one. I've had a shot at anyone else. Uh, uh, he's the only one I see uh, on uh, at, with a country and western star. It's, I don't like it, mate. Or at a, I, so. Oh, he's having a week off. Why is he having a week off? Who just mm. rings up work? I'm he having a week, week off. off. I've never have a he didn't week have off. A week off. Well, no, no. They, they he was suspended. He, he shouldn't have been away. Off and he goes, yeah, it's bullshit. Yeah, and I'm no, over I just, it. I just, I just and I am a think, paid member. I, I don't think it's good, Reedy, really, if if one guy's getting time off and other guys aren't, and that can always cause drama. Just my main message to South would be, boys, the clock is ticking. Yeah. Like, get your shit together, all right? And as Gerd said, there's teams out there that just would die for the talent that you've got. Don't waste it. Come together, sort it out this off-season, sort out the coaching staff and the messages you want, and get going forward. All right, uh, let's all just take a breath now. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's the first time the Rabbitohs have missed the finals in the past six seasons. So good luck to the Roosters moving forward. I think forward. I saw a stat, Marina, that that's the worst capitulation yeah. in the history of the game. Yeah, in the, the NRL. after 11 rounds mm. and they missed the finals. Yeah, in the, yeah. In the NRL, in the history it's of the amazing. NRL. Now, Thursday night's game, Storm 32 over the Broncos 22. A lot of players rested in this game uh, Reedy, 20 regular first graders rested in all. And, you know, we it's it's the whole chat, isn't it? I mean, people are talking about having a week off, like having a, a just a whole week off before finals. But I don't think that would stop coaches resting players. No. Mm. I th- the only thing I would say for the Broncos is they've, they've missed an opportunity now, not only to win the minor premiership, but they'd lost 13 games in a row against Melbourne going into that game. They've now lost 14 in a row against a Melbourne side that rested 10 or 11 players themselves. So they lost a bit of I – mean, I understand why Kevy did it, but I, I would like to have, him to have picked a little bit of a stronger side um, for two reasons, because you want to win the minor – I think winning the minor premiership means something, um, you know, not financially or doesn't particularly help you win a grand final, but I think it means something, particularly for a side that hasn't won a lot for a long time, but also beating Melbourne. They haven't beaten Melbourne. As I said, I can't remember how many years mm. it is since they beat Melbourne, mm. but they might face them in the finals. And Melbourne will go into that game with a little bit of a, a psychological, I think a little bit of a psychological advantage. Mm. Good. Ben? Well, I think Melbourne Storm have always had a psychological advantage over Broncos. Like, for, since I've you know played against them, they always enjoyed coming up here. There was a lot of Queensland guys that sort of always wanted to uh, proved the Broncos wrong. Some players mm. that missed out on being scouted as youngsters. But look, I think I think Brisbane did the right thing by resting those guys, and I don't think the result really means too much. Yeah, I know you talk about the minor premiership. When I was a player, I don't think anyone cared about it. Like, mm. not many teams win the comp sometimes from first. Um, you just need a lot of luck. You need some good form going in, and you just need healthy bodies. So, I, I think they've they've got a good 
done a good job, the Broncos, and they'll be humming. Let, let me ask you this, Benny, as a, as a coach, you know, you, you, you take the minor premiership over maybe losing Haas or Walsh for two weeks no in the way. finals. No way. Yeah. Yeah, and, and we talked about it, didn't we? Like that at one stage during the game on Thursday, you know, Flegler was out there, man on a mission. He was aggressive and you, yep. you're just watching it thinking, please don't <laughs> do not do anything like Flegs. Just calm down, take your bananas, go sit on the bench. And, <laughs> and then you see Pia Kura coming off with some shots and that's the risk. Yeah. And that's why these coaches are making these decisions because they don't want to lose these players. But... And that's got the game. That's sort of to blame. Uh, the game's a little bit to blame for that as well because of how un- un- inconsistent we see now with some of those rulings. Yeah, you just don't know. And there's also the concussion element to yeah. it. There's so many things that are out of the control of the play these days. Um, that yeah, the, the coaches aren't going to roll the dice. But I have to say, boys, I really enjoyed the game. Oh, it was yeah. a quality contest. Yeah. Some really good try scored. Got to really check out the systems of both of these really good clubs, and um, it, it just shows you where they are as. As footy clubs, when you can pull out, as you said, 21 players, quality players from two um, organisations and still put in a performance like that. Um, yeah, really enjoyed calling that one and, and saw some, some young guys, uh, some real players of the future that over the next couple of years, if they're not coming through and making their mark in the clubs they're at right now, they need to be yeah. bought by other clubs that aren't doing so yeah. well and, 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 and they need to be playing some first grade. So I described that game as is. You know, in NRL systems, you usually have your starting 13 training against another team and they usually call themselves something like the Renegades or something like that. That was two Renegades teams going against each other. Mm. And you were saying off air, maybe one of these Renegades sides could beat some of the lower teams in the NRL, to be honest. Mm. Like Mm. that team, like Tristan Saylor was unbelievable. You know, Falongo was unbelievable and Mm. just shows really how healthy and deep those clubs are. Mm. What is the thought, uh, Ben, around Brisbane f- for the Broncos? Obviously, the the hype is there now. All those players have got to come back. Carrigan's got to come back. Reynolds has got to come back. So, I mean, they're going to have a red-hot crack oh, yeah. at winning the Premiership. Absolutely. I think they've got so much um, belief and. We were all waiting this year. There was going to be some time where they were going to stumble. It just hasn't happened. They've got a healthy squad. They've had a great year in, in terms of injuries. And we saw the depth as well. So I think they're they're charged and ready to go. If they can get the win um, in their first semi, have the week off, and then a prelim in Brisbane yeah. at Suncourt. Suncourt. I mean, really, you've yeah. got to get that done and you're off to the big dance. So I see everything in the Broncos' favour at the moment. Yeah. What about you as uh, as Dolphins supporters? Is a, a, a and and Dolphin a, a Dolphins people bitter and twisted, or are they thinking, well, at least it's a Brisbane team? Yeah, bitter and twisted. I think um, no. There's been some really good contests between the two clubs, and um, what an exciting time this year when they went when we went head to head, and yeah, Brisbane are really in that window at the moment. A lot of those young guys, you know, that I played with a couple of years ago, are really reaching that 50 to 60 NRL games, a lot of experience mm. just coming into Origin Arena. And and they're just in that prime position. And then add in guys like Adam Reynolds who can steer them around. I think everyone in Queensland would love to see the Broncos go well. And the Dolphins have to probably look at Flegler and, and Farnworth and think the further they can get, the yeah. deeper they can go, the more experiences they're going to bring to our club. So they probably see that as a positive as well. Here's a little bit of a side issue. Yeah. Do you think Kevy cost himself the coach of the year by not winning the minor premiership? Yeah. Because Andrew Webster's the other guy yeah. being in the mix there. Yeah. You know, if he'd won the minor premiership, it's yeah. a little bit more gravitas to it, you know, mm. a little bit, I don't know. 
Yeah, I, I wonder whether I might think come Kev back he's to got his eyes yeah. on, he's on got the prize. I know he's got his eyes I'm thinking more yeah. individual. Yeah. I know he's... Yeah. Yeah. It probably yeah. doesn't, I, I it doesn't matter to him, right? He wants to win a comp, but it's just... Well, there might be a bonus in his contract for Coach of the Year. There so might maybe. be. But, yeah. but you look at, you, you know, you it's look at the situation. a bigger one for him the comp, though, I think, Benny. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, look at, you look at this situation at the moment and, you know, if you're Kev, you, you're rubbing your hands together. As you said, fully fit roster, just got that little bit of a concern with Renault's calf. Fully fit roster, your opposition, your main opposition, you see you just lost a, a key component to their side in Luai. Um, you just spoke about it. Home semi-final, yeah. confident getting the job done there. Prelim final at yeah, home. Crazy. I mean, this is the moment, right? This is Talk it. about windows. It's yeah. come early, but it's here. Yeah, and and sometimes we, when you've got a young squad, I think you can always think, oh, we're really building and we've got a couple of years of this. Well, this might be it. Like, this could be the year you get it done or you don't get it done. In 2015, they probably thought, oh, we got some more opportunities and it just never comes That's around right. because you lose guys like Flegger, you lose guys like yeah. Herbie, Reynolds, another year older. Reynolds, another year older. Injuries and all that stuff, and then you know people are going to start to come. Haas comes. Uh, Haas comes off contract again. I know he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, doesn't. Well, people are coming for their players at the moment. That, that'll happen. Yeah. That's going to happen. Absolutely. Mm. I'll tell you what. The mob they beat the other night. Uh, they lost to the other night. Goes all right too. You think yeah. that side's going to oh. bring back Munster, Meany, uh, um, Harry Hughes, Nelson, mm. Christian. Uh, Corey, yeah. Katsawa, um, sorry, Xavier, Xavier, Xavier didn't play, did he? So yeah. no. Seve. they're gonna, yeah. they're looking pretty good too. I mean, that far long ago, yeah. oh my yeah, god, they're humming. You, they're humming. You, you would have known him from the Queensland Cup, right? I've Benny? seen a lot. I've seen Saw a lot it? of all those players. Um, to be honest, that it played on Thursday night, and and they've just been as impressive in Queensland Cup. Um, one of the good things that Melbourne does is they sign these guys. And they develop them, but they just leave them in Queensland Cup for sometimes two years, mm. two to three years. And and then by the time they come through in the first grade, they're just humming, they're experienced. And it was great to see guys like Jack Howarth get a run. Yeah. Because he, he you know, he's a schoolboy superstar. He's had his um, injury troubles and he's just been working really hard in mm. Queensland Cup. Mm. So it was also good to see Tyron Wishart in his, yeah. you know, natural normal position, a dummy half, and how oh. effective he was. Because generally when he comes on, he's a bit part play. He's played fullback, he's played on the wing for the storm. Yeah. When he gets a run, obviously they've got Harry Grant there, who's a big minute player. So actually getting to see him in his natural environment, he's a player. He is outstanding. He's a player. So yeah, I'd be yeah. There's some of these guys, I think what it does, and we see it during Origin, it exposes some of these guys to the rest of the league. Um, and it's going to even make it more difficult to keep him in your, in yeah. your side, right? It's your probably a bit premature to talk about Sua Falongo and Origin, but he won't qualify because he's a Victorian kid, grew up in Victoria. Oh. Well, like that, that could be a part, part of Queensland, isn't it, Victoria? <laughs> Do we as well? You can always just pay for Torso Armour, mate. Mm, yeah, yeah. That's true, yeah. Well, we might be getting ahead of ourselves there, A little fellas. bit ahead of ourselves, but yeah. In closing, let's just say it's great to see Kevy Walters proving himself to be the coach that he is and the old stager, Adam Reynolds, what a fairy tale story it would be and what a great story. Kevy and Adam Reynolds team up and win a mm, premiership. Mm. Not for South Sydney fans. No, they wouldn't like that if Adam but, goes and wins a premiership. But, well, mm. um, you yeah, know, we've said it new, uh, over and over again, isn't it? It's like having another coach on the field when Adam Reynolds is on yeah. the field and he's been one of the great signings. I'll tell you what, if, if he takes him to the premiership, mm. he'd almost be... He'd arguably, arguably in the top. He'd be on the podium oh, for the greatest mate, signings in Broncos history. They'll put a history. statue of him on the Story yeah. Bridge. Yeah. Like, yeah. He'll, he'll, he'll eat for free at the Brecky Creek. You know, like, <laughs> he's, he's already the king in town. So mm, yeah. yeah. Well, he's he's telling his family he loves Brizzy and he ain't coming back. So just be great to see him get a premiership at two clubs. 
Welcome to Maroon's Trivia Night. Okay. Now, this is how it works. First to four and um, first person to get four right. If you get one wrong, you are in the minuses. If you give me any lip, I have the right to just cut you straight out of it. Just say... Mm. Well, hang on a second, mate. You've already got a caution now for saying that. Let's just try skating on thin ice. You're skating on thin ice, right? Now, first one in with that. Your name is your buzzer, okay? And once somebody's had have a guess, no one else gets a guess, okay? Okay. What's the name of your dog again, Maroon? Da Vinci. Oh, that's a bit hard. That's wordy. That's very wordy. Yeah. Yeah, Because usually I'm Skipper, which is unfortunately the uh, the late. Dog of Tony Squires, right? Mm. But I can't use Skipper because Tony's not involved in the quiz. Have you got any animals that have passed recently? Well, I don't want you to use my dog's name. Put the hex on him. I love that dog. He's only ten. Couldn't you just okay. have you got? What about um, one of the girls' pets? One of their chickens? Could you call them after one of oh, their chickens? Yeah, we actually just gave Chili. I'll, I'll be Chili because we just yeah we gave their rooster away. Went to a a better home for a um, a very short time before he became dinner. So All right. I'll go with Chili. Well, as a famous man once said, I only asked you the time. I didn't want to know who made the watch. Okay, <laughs> so you be Chili. Ben Tio, you'll be Ben. And Reedy, you'll be Reedy. Is okay. that okay? Got yep. that, yeah. Let's go. Okay, your name is your buzzer. Question number one. The Rolling Stones were formed in what decade? Reedy. Yes, Reedy. The 60s. The 60s is right. Reedy leads 1-0. First to four. Question number two. What is Twitter's new name? Chitter. Yes. Oh, Chili. Yes, it's Chili. Chitter. Is it just X? It's X. It's one all. One all. Okay. Is this, this is not a sporting quiz, obviously. Oh, well, now we're going to yeah. throw it into the mix. It's yeah, a big okay. old combination soup, Good, this yeah. one. Who scored the Roosters' first try last night? Reedy. Yes. Was it Powder? And that is Chitter. wrong. So you are now back to zero. Right. That's a good question you wasted there, too. Corey Allen is the answer. Oh, it was, too. Corey Allen, yeah. Which famous TV or film car was number 53? Sorry, can you say that again? Which Repeat famous that? TV or film car? Chili. Yes. Herbie goes bananas. That, that'll do me. Oh, and it's two. You're two. Keep going, right? Gerds. Wow. Yes, Is Herbie. that right? Herbie the love bug. <laughs> You're kidding. <laughs> now, on your buses here, Benny. In the NRL, <laughs> who was the first team the Dolphins beat? Chili. Ben. Yes, Chili. I think it was the Roosters. Oh, 3 0. Look oh, at this guy go. One. This guy go. All right. Uh, in Canada, in Canada, a policeman is often referred to as what beginning with M? Not a swear word either. In Canada, a policeman is often referred to as what beginning with M for Mary. Anybody? Five, four, three. It's a terrible question. Righto, yeah. mate, you just cost yourself a point. You're now <laughs> yeah, back good. to minus one. The answer is a Mountie. Oh, a Mountie. yeah, Mounties too. Yeah, ah. I know it is, yeah. Uh, okay, nice easy one here. <laughs> Are In... they police, Mounties? Yeah, they're police. Pretty sure. Mounted, mounted police. They're called Mounted Police. Yeah. Only mounted police are called oh, mounted police. You say yeah. that the, the mm. police on horseback yes. are called mounted. Well, hang on a second. If you're going to start both giving me lip, <laughs> yeah, take a point off. Yeah, well, hang on a second. No one asked you either. So we'll let's, all just, this. <laughs> let's all just let's all just take points. Let's all just take. You're about to run out of questions as it is. Lost control here. All right. In the NRL, <laughs> what player? Who was the player of the series in State of Origin? Chili. Chili. Um, it was. It was from the. Queensland side. Was it Carrigan? No, it was not. So you're back to two. Damn it. It was Reuben Cotter. Are you going to say that, Ben? It was Reuben Cotter. Yeah, it was. Okay. Don't worry. We've got plenty of time here. There's no hurry. (laughs) Uh, Okay. What is the capital of Austria? 
Yes, Reedy. Vienna. Vienna's right. You're back to zero. Okay. Mm. Uh, on Seinfeld. On Seinfeld. Oh, this is me. I got this. What oh. does Newman do for a living? Reedy. Yes. He's a uh, post guy. That's post, right. Post, now post, you're lo- you're one nil. I think I can't have lost track of the score, but I think you're one nil. <laughs> next point wins. That's part. That's next that's point wins. Part of next the point wins. The score. The next point wins. Benny, so you yeah. could still Steve pull this up. Yeah. over here on the yeah. left. Mm. <laughs> uh, what does the P stand for in PDF? What does the P stand for in PDF? That's another Chili. silly question. Yes. Paper. Wrong. Back, and that's minus. You're back to the minuses. <laughs> okay. Next point wins. Here we go. Are these questions from your trivia these nights or something? Mate, it doesn't. It, look, what all does it mean? All we've proved. What does it mean, Maroon? It, what does it stand for? It's a yeah. sports show. Um, <laughs> it stands for portable. Look, does it? Let, if it's a sports show, I would like to add that you don't even know who the bloody Origin Player of the Year was. So. Hey, I knew who it was, but Gerd's jumped in. Right, listen, you there. know what? I'm calling this off. I'm not. I have to put up with this. Chili, Chili's just getting the buzz of it, okay, not you, knowing the answers. Now that ruins it for everyone. Okay, it's an all draw. The producer's telling me to wrap this up. This is Let's garbage. Cut this all right. Anyway, that's. Yeah. I'm not doing that anymore. That's a waste of my good <laughs> oh, thank time. God. Writing questions in the morning. Today we've got Gerds, we've got Benny Teo, we've got Brent Reed and Maroon. And uh, people interested to know, guys, what you are getting for Father's Day. Benny Teo, do you have any idea what you're getting for Father's Day? No, it's still a bit of a secret at the moment. I know my daughter, she's five years old, Edith, she's made me something. So it's going to be a surprise in the morning. Mm. Reedy? Well, I got the car. Yeah, the, so the Tesla. Bad, yeah. Mm. Jeez. But I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I'm like, my son might t- take me for a round of golf. My right. oldest, oldest son. How old is your oldest son? He's 15. Oh, good. He plays a little bit of golf. Mm. He, he used to be okay. He's lost interest, though. He's more interested in girls now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But I'm trying to get him back, so we're going to more okay. No, you'll never golf. get him back, mate. Gone. That's uh, a shame. So yeah. take interest in girls, mate, it's over. Yeah, mm. he's got a good swing, actually. Mm. Mm. Yeah. We're still talking about golf for <laughs> Ryan Girdler, what about you, mate? Have you... um? What have you getting um, for Father's Day? Oh, they, I got a book a couple of weeks ago and mm. we were having a discussion discussion, and something come up. They said, oh, Dad, we got you something for Father's Day. But because you're talking about it now, I want to give it to you now. So I received the book <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. So I doubt I'll be getting anything tomorrow, boys. Uh, well, to all maybe the... they're loading up. They're reloading. They're in Brisbane today doing some mm. shopping. So maybe I get lucky. What's the book, Gert? What's the book? Oh, it was just a br- like a breathing technique book. Okay. Mm. So, yeah. Nice. Mm. How's it? Is it good? good? Interesting? Yeah, a very interesting room. We'll sit down and go through it together one time. <laughs> You'd love it. It's no, right I, up your alley. It, it does. So yeah. when you feel like you need to go into one of those rants you went on when we were talking about South <laughs> yeah. before, you can just calm, yeah. calm right down. Yeah, he needs it. I do need to calm tool. down. We'll, build, we'll get some yeah. tools there for you. Mm. Yeah. Well, to all the dads, uh, happy Father's Day, and make sure you spoil your dad tomorrow, Father's Day, yum cha, or maybe just a, something. You love yum cha. I do. I do love yum cha. Yeah, yeah. It's worth the wait. It's worth the queue. Only problem is with yum cha, as you know, Reedy, you get in there, and before you've even put your backside on the chair, you've eaten $80 worth of dumplings, that's haven't true. you? Yes, that's true. <laughs> but I do love it. Where so, do you go for yum cha? Well, I go to the South Sydney League. South Club, Juniors? South Juniors, yeah. yeah, yeah or there's another there, one. It? Yeah, it's perfect. And there's another one near us now called the Phoenix, just near mm. that Audi dealership on... Uh, I think I've been village there. Thing. I think I went there yeah. with Shane Richardson. Mm. Oh, yeah, Richo's probably yeah, been there. Yeah. yeah. So, it wasn't bad. Mm, yeah, yeah, just, well, if my wife's listening, which she never listens to me, but that's what I would like, some yum cha. <laughs> the poor old doggies. Uh, we have a look at their season. Currently on 20.7 wins. Last year, also seven wins. So, haven't really moved forward this year. The doggies. Players complaining about long training hours, apparently. Uh, players allegedly... Uh, needing to take mental health leave over training ground punishment. 
for being late to training. Um, before I go to you boys and get your opinion, let's get um, some audio here from uh, Reed Marnie, one of the uh, players on the roster at the Doggies. I definitely, I think he's a mate before he's a coach, and um, that's what everyone loves about him. He's easily approachable. His doors always open, and um, you know, I, I, you know, a lot of boys go to, and talk to him just about um, life advice, and, and, and a lot of, and then footy comes second, really, and that's that's how he is. And but he has standards, and we have standards as a as a playing group and as a club of where we want to go to. And um, you know, obviously, Cam is stressed that a lot that. This is the way we're going and, um, you know, if you don't really like it, then probably not the place for you. But we know where we're going as a group and as a club and, and, and obviously Cam's the leader of that and myself, um, yeah, back everything he does and what we're trying to do here. Yeah, that's one of the big signings, Reed Marnie, talking about Coach Cameron Seraldo. So probably, Reedy, this is one to throw to you first. Mm. What, have, what do you know of the dramas at the Dogs this week? Well, I mean, it's obviously been, it's been simmering for a while behind the scenes, these reports of players being unhappy. And obviously what's come out this week is that a player um, at the club about five weeks ago, uh, he was about 10 minutes late for training. Um, he trained. And at the end of the training session, um, as, as his punishment, he was um, basically forced to uh, knee wrestle, which, you know, guys get in their knees and they wrestle and try and get someone on their back, I believe. Um, every member of the squad who was fit and healthy at the time. Um, so obviously we're talking in excess of 20, I would imagine, players. Um, he finished, he went home that day, finished training for that week, but at the end of the week um, he took some mental health leave and he's still still on mental health leave at the moment. I mean, it's a hard one. I've sort of grappled with this because, you know, obviously they're a club that needs an overhaul or a club that needs a clean out um, and Cameron's trying to do that and he's trying to build some resilience at the club He's trying to build some um, sort of intestinal fortitude there, and it's it's it, it's a lot harder than I suspect here anyone else thought it was. My issue is whether it went too far in this case, and whether and I don't think you you get the best out of people by belittling them or embarrassing them. I think that's what's happened here, and I you know uh, so it's a difficult one. Because they've got to change the culture of that place. It's becoming, it's become infected by a losing mindset, and it's been a, over a period of time. It's not, um, you know, a short-term thing. This is over five, six years mm. that this has infiltrated the place, and that's what Cameron's been met by. That's what he's con- been confronted by, and he's trying to change it. He's trying to toughen the place up, and he's basically made a point of saying, if, if you don't want to come along for the journey, you, you know, you won't be here any longer. Um, and you know, I've, I feel it feels like this this kid's become, um, I wouldn't say a victim of that, but it, you know, what's happened to him's sort of become um, sort of collateral damage almost in in this overall of this roster in this footy club. Uh, ben, again, I, I, I say it again. You are a current member of a coaching roster. Are these methods of punishment archaic or are they relevant? Um, oh, look. F- first thing I'd say is. You know, at the moment we're hearing a lot of this talk about that we're training too hard or we're training too long in the days. I would be surprised if the days have really changed from earlier on in the year. We didn't hear these things during the season, so I doubt that all of a sudden they're adding on extra hours at the back end of the year. I just think there's a lot of players there that either are on the out or or feel like they're not going to get renewed and they're kicking up a stink and, you know, leaking things to the media. And I agree with you, Reedy, that they need to change their culture. So if you don't like it and you don't like the style, then there's other clubs you can go to. There's other clubs you can go play for and other coaches. So if you can't handle it, then get out. Because I've been at a lot of places that really push the limits 
And unfortunately, you get with it or get out. But the second part about the punishment, look, I'm a coach at the moment and I do those drills all the time. You know, guys, we call them shark bait. We call them feed them to the lions or whatever you want to call it, where you get a guy in the middle and you make him wrestle one player after another after another until he's literally so fatigued that he can't lift his arms and he's he's getting thrown around. But when you do these drills, they're meant to be complemented with uh, encouragement. You know, you want to encourage players because you're essentially breaking them down to then try and build them back up. But if you're using that drill as a punishment and you're using that drill as a bit of uh, humiliation and embarrassment, I think you're missing the point there. And I don't think culturally that would be the right way to go about things. Maybe other coaches have different views. But if a guy's come late and he's maybe even distracted disputing whether he's late or not, and then his punishment is to get thrown around by all the players, you, you can understand there that he might be left in a very distressed state. And we have a lot of players that are going through a lot of different things, and there might be a, a really good reason why he's struggling or he was late. But then to throw him to the Lions, as, as they'd say, or shark bait, I don't know if, if really culturally you would have got a lot out of that. And that's just my opinion on it. Mm. Good. Yeah, it's kind of really important these days that coaches have a really good understanding of what the individual's life's like away from the game as well. So we don't know sort of what he's walked away from, like what he's walked into that sort of environment. And he probably mightn't have been mentally or physically ready for it on that day. But it's really hard, right? Because for some players, they just brush that off. They just get on and they just get the job done and they move on. That's my punishment. And just become part of the group again. But, you know, some players are more sensitive than others. And unfortunately, it seems on this occasion that just been the wrong guy, has been identified on the wrong day and yeah. it sort of turned into something that it probably didn't need to because we all agree that, you know, the Bulldogs, they need some change and um, Cameron Serrato knows what success looks like and uh, a lot of the guys in that organisation don't actually know how hard you need to work to be successful because they've never been part of a successful mm. program mm. and some guys in there know. The guys that have been, you know, at Penrith and, and um, Reed Marnie at Parramatta's had sort of a fair bit of success, know how hard they need to work, um, you know, to bear, to get to get the rewards and the rewards are there but, you know, the NRL's not for everyone and being at a club, um, you know, like Penrith or like the Melbourne Storm where they train as hard as they play, um, it takes a certain type of player and a certain type of character. Um, but every coach is going to model success and the success that they have off the clubs that are, that are winning. And so if everyone's doing that, then all of a sudden all the clubs and, the, and the, especially the coaches that have been in those systems are going to go away from that system and try and implement that somewhere else with maybe players that aren't ready for that. And I think that's the danger. And with Cam Serrato, he probably went in there thinking he could implement that over a certain period of time. But because of the results, he feels like he probably needs to accelerate that now because the pressure's coming and there's people falling out the bottom of that. And it's unfortunate, um, but but I, I think it's in the best interest of the club long term. Mm. I, think, I think they're almost two separate issues. The idea that they're training too hard and training too long and what's happened to this young fella. Uh, you yeah. know, I think um, apparently he had some issues going on. The club didn't know about them. So, um, you know, I, I, if, if I'm sure if they'd known he had issues going on or he had some issues in his life, the club, Cameron wouldn't have done that or wouldn't have thrown him to the, to yeah. the lines, as yeah. you say, because they would have yeah. been more sensitive to what, what was happening behind, you know, off the field with him. But they didn't know about that. So that, that's important to know. Second thing about the training and the long hours 
you know, to me that's good. No player has actually come out and said that. That's that's a lot of rumours, a lot of whispers and sort of things being said behind the scenes and no players actually come out and formally said or we haven't heard from a single player who's come out and formally said they're training too hard, they're going too long. And and that on that issue, you know, I, I don't I think I think Cameron's going down the right path because mm. you know they, they they as we said they need a ch- what's been happening there hasn't worked and it hasn't worked for a long time and it needs to be dramatically overhauled and and you can't just change the roster overnight you need to it's impossible in the modern game to sweep everyone out the door and bring in a whole new squad mm. so they've got to do a lot of uh, they've got to make a lot of those changes with the group that's there but they can move on some blokes who who maybe they think are behind this whisper campaign, this this rumour yeah. mill that, that just hasn't... It's been constant over yeah. the past two and, months. And I think we talked about earlier, we talked about systems, right? We talked about the Melbourne Storms, the, you know, Craig Bellamy and the Storm, they, they're pretty selective about who they bring into their environment. If someone's a, a bad egg, there's only one bad egg and then they can flick them pretty easily. So Seraldo's going through a different scenario at the moment where he's going in and he's probably having to flick five, six, seven bad eggs until he gets his system where it's humming. So um, he's got the right to do that. All right. So in closing on this, if you're a Doggies fan, the the boys would say change will happen, but it's not going to be overnight. It's still – you're still in the middle of a long haul to turn this joint around. So – uh, am I saying that right, yeah. Reedy? Yeah. Well, yeah, they've got Steve Croyden, Blake Taft coming next year. Mm. I think Siwa Takiaho. Salmon. For me, they're still mm. yeah. at least another 12 months away from mm. being a, a really yeah. competitive side. Reedy, state of origin scheduled to be reduced to four weeks. Well, in- potentially, potentially. Potentially. Including a seven-day camp or seven-day camps rather than 10-day camps. Yeah, so there was a CEO's meeting on Wednesday where this was discussed. Um, the clubs are pushing pretty hard for this to happen because of, obviously the the seasons get gets disrupted pretty heavily during the origin period. Um, they they had some issues this year with the camps and the way their players were, ne- were m- maybe treated or looked after in those camps. So there is a big push on at the moment for the mm. state of origin schedule to be re- uh, reduced in time. Mm. Obviously, you need to get the broadcasters on side for that because they pay a lot of money uh, for origin, but. Uh, I would think down the track, or maybe not next year, but within the next couple of years, we'll see a change in origin. And that the time frame it goes over will be significantly reduced. Mm. Will, will Alfie Langer still be able to fit in as um, <laughs> Alfie's tours mm. piss up on Saturday? Sure, you think they're going to have to do it the first night they get in now, yeah. straight away? Mm. Yeah, it's important. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Right, well, well the other issue is that I mean, obviously Queensland have an issue with it because they always go away only in camp, mm. go to a country centre and. And do some clinics and that sort of thing. And their their view is, if it's only a seven day camp, we won't have time no. to go and do that. Uh, are the clubs at some point going to start being reimbursed if injuries and that happen through Origin? Because I just get the feeling, you know, over the last twelve months or so, clubs are starting to get a little bit annoyed by some of the things that are happening. And we know how competitive it is now as a sport. And the last thing that we want is clubs then to start pulling some of their players out of Origin because then the concept doesn't work. Um, I think they and, do get and some money. Goods, actually, that, yeah. I think they do. Get some money. They, they compensate. I think they, they get some compensation. Yeah, injuries. I think they do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Josh Hodgson. This is a bit of a sad one here, Reedy. Josh Hodgson medically retires from rugby league, but I suppose we ask the question: What does that mean for Para, who have had a disappointing year? Well, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, uh, he didn't play much this year. Obviously, no. he played played a bit early on, but then he uh, had the neck problem, and 
Um, they obviously went and got Lussick. Was it Fre- Freddie? Which one? I can't remember. Freddie or Joey? Uh, Freddie's the one at Joey. Um, Joey. Yeah. They went and got Freddy's Joey Lussick. Yeah. Um, obviously, they've got the young Brendan Hands as well. So um, they've got some hooker options there. It gives them some money to spend, though, because yeah. he was on contract for next year, Josh Hodgson. So because he's medically retired, that money comes off their cap. Um, so they've got a bit of money to spend next year now. So I'm sure they're going to look around. Mm, didn't they? Wasn't, you know, from the grand final last year, I know we talk about the Rabbitohs fall from grace. But they were in the grand final last year, and yeah. they're not in the eight. Lost a lot of close games, particularly mm, early, early on. on. I think they lost their first four, didn't they, or three Some or four? really hard games. Really close games. Yeah. Lost Dylan Brown for a long time, so things didn't go their way. Mm. I think they also faced every team after the bye, wasn't it, yeah, early on did, for the yeah. first few yeah, four did. or five rounds as well. So they had players that sat down with suspension and over, over paying fines and things like that. So they never found their groove, really, did they? Yeah. No. Uh, Dylan Edwards re-signs with Penrith. And is there enough money for the injure, injured Jerome Luai? Probably depends on how much money he wants, yeah. Maroon. Mm. That'll be the issue. Yeah. Whether someone offers him $900 million a year, well... Which they th- will. Yeah, well, Penrith won't be able, able to match that, so he'll have, he'll have a decision to make. But yeah. Yeah, it depends I, I on what he wants. This year, I think this year um, will show a lot maybe of what he does. Like, if they win a third premiership in a row, you know, there'd be that feeling, I think, from Jerome that, like, it's time to go get that money. Mm. Uh, and I think, yeah, three in a row is, is pretty good. You can leave Penrith with your head held high. You've done the job. You've yeah. got those comps. And then you can go really cash in. I think it'd be a smart idea. Is he a million-dollar player, you think, you guys? Yeah. It also gives the club a little bit of a look at what it would look like without Jerome, you mm. know, in the final series and who they've got coming through. And that's also... You know, a, a thing that they that I, that we don't know that the club obviously know. What have they got in their pathways at a six? Because obviously, you know, they've signed. They made the decision to go with Dylan, so that would tell you that maybe they've got stronger players coming through in the halves, and they do at the back. Do. Yeah, I think they've got a good young five eight coming through. Mm. Mm. But Ben, I would assume, and Gertz, this is directed at you as well. I I would assume if you're a current NRL player, you're 23 years old. Yeah. Um, let's not say Jerome Luai, just let's not put this on to anyone, but let's say you're at, a, you know, a club that's on the verge of winning a premiership versus a club that's going to come last or second last. If I'm a young player, I'm probably staying at the good club for $300,000 a year less. It's well, still a yeah, yeah, stack but I of money. It is a, it's a stack of money and you add that up over a six-year deal, it's a lot of money. But the, the other part of it too is, uh, look, you just don't know when that opportunity is going to come through again to get that money. Mm. You know, you're, you're at the top of your game. You might have just, yeah, whether it's him or not, when you get that offer and, and there's a lot of real long-term deals being done at the moment, you can set yourself up. And I, I just don't think you want to miss the boat there. And, yes, winning comps is great and we, you'd love that. But, you know, sometimes you just got to set yourself up and take that opportunity. Mm. Well, I, I guess so. Like, for instance, though, for a rugby league player, it's different. Like, Appy's gone to the Tigers. They're not going to win the comp yeah. anytime soon. But yeah. I would assume winning the competition as a rugby league player, that's a money-can't-buy experience. Yep. And I would also say if you're 23 at the top of your game and you're at a club that's having success and you're playing rep football, the rewards are there as well. Because sometimes, you know, you can leave that club. You can go to a club that's further down the ladder. You can take a couple of grand more, a couple of hundred thousand more, but you're not playing finals. Mm. You're not playing origins. You mightn't play for your country. And I think at that stage, you create there, that, that, 
well, I can only speak for me. At that stage of my career, they were the most important things. I always was never worried about the money. In the middle part of the career, it was always worried about, you know, titles, which unfortunately I didn't get at that, that stage, but origins and test matches and doing all that sort of stuff. And then at the back end, then you start turning your focus a little bit more to the financial part of it. But then you can do something like what Appy's done. Tell me Appy hasn't earned the extra 300000 or so that he got yeah. off the West Tigers yeah. this year as opposed to what he'd be doing at Penrith, going into a final series, you know, and he's the halfback, he's the captain, he's the general play kicker, he's the goal kicker. You think he runs the water? I think he cuts the oranges at the West he Tigers. Runs their social media. I mean, he's earned his coin this year, yeah. Appy. And then, then there's Viliami Kikau as well. I know he got injured, but those guys, you know, they, they'd be really understanding the decision they made just about now when finals yeah. are coming around, Benny. Yeah, but you got a you got a player agent in your ear talking to you every day, you know, telling you you can't miss this opportunity. You know, we've got to take this. It might not be here. This is what you can do. This is what you can set up. This is the difference that you're giving up. Look, it'd be hard to walk away, and I don't think that the difference for someone like Jerome Luai would be 300000 mm. I think it'd be a lot more than that. Ah, okay. We've got a good game for you at 3 o'clock this afternoon. It's the Dolphins and the Warriors. The Dolphins wrapping up their first season in the NRL, and the Warriors going for eight straight, although they will rest a number of players this afternoon. Andy Raymond uh, will lead the call team today, so look forward to that game on Triple M or via the listener app. Let's talk about uh, the awful season that the Tigers have had. Uh, they have officially won back-to-back wooden spoons. There was a couple of minor highlights in the year when they put 60 on the Cowboys and then in torrential flooding rain in Penrith, they beat uh, – in Bathurst, they beat Penrith. But it's just too little too late. Before I come to you, boys, let's have a listen to the current coach, Benji Marshall. Uh, we're, we're all guilty of the wooden spoons, everyone that's involved in it. Um, I guess we all have a part to play and um, – yeah, Justin Patch goes as much to the blame as what I am, as, as this bloke is. And as a club, that's where we have to be. I just said to the boys in there, in a tough season, you have to take away whatever it is for yourself, the learnings, to not be in this position again. You know, And there's always something you can do better or sacrifice more or give more or train harder or whatever it is for yourself. Find something. And you know, as coaches, we're not prone to that as well. We, we need to be better as well. So um, you know, as a club on a whole, we just have to get it right. Well, I have to say, I you know, I love to see, I think we'd all love to see the Tigers bounce back. And on the back of their, they, their recruitment, really, it was mm. it was quite select. It, they got uh, Bateman and they got Coruscant. Papali. And they got Papali. They, so uh, they they handpicked some good players. Yeah. I just thought they'd go a lot better. Oh, there's huge change coming there in the off-season, Maroon. Huge change. Um, and I, I reckon that process has just about started Um and if it has to, hasn't, it's about to. Um, you know what? I, you know what I noticed then with Benji and was with Jason Demetrio earlier. Benny, you're a coach. Coaches love now the buzzword is learnings. Take your learnings out of it. Everyone <laughs> says it. It always hell yeah, to me. Yeah. What does it mean? Yeah. Anyway, that's a side issue. Mm. Um, but I think there's massive. Ch- I think there will be it's massive change at that club. <laughs> there has to be massive change at that club. It's already begun with Scott Fulton coming in. There's been change in the playing group. I mean, the halves are obviously. In, be completely overhauled this off-season, and I think there's huge change coming off the field. Mm. Um, I've been hearing that for about a month. Well, what, are you, change what, are you, coming. what are you alluding to? Well, look, I mean, obviously Justin Pascoe's under immense, immense pressure, and the calls for his head, look, they've been pretty constant. Um, the club's been pretty rock-solid behind him, and look, he's done a good job from a financial perspective, but um, for the eight, nine years he's been there, the club's never made the finals. Mm. He's the one constant. 
over that time frame, except for the six months he served where he was out of the yeah. game. So, you know, I think he's under he's been under huge pressure for a while now, but I think over this off-season that pressure is going to lift and lift and lift. But even if he doesn't go, there is change coming. It is on its way. Yeah, but one wonders, and, and I'm, I'm genuinely asking this question to all three of you. If you yeah. say Justin's done good things in the financial space and the centre of excellence, mm. well, it's probably not his area to recruit yeah. players and coach no, the team. I, I agree with you. You've you got to look at the, the structure there of how they um, put where they put all their staff because, you know, I've heard lots of things in, in the game about uh, Justin Pascal and how good he is at his job mm. of handling yes. the commercial side the, and what he can do, building that centre of excellence and stuff like that. So that's not his role really to put together the football department. Maybe that's been someone else's role. And it's easy to blame him. Obviously, he gives us a lot of entertainment at times, and him, him and the chairman, it's some good fun. I'd hate to see him go because they give a lot to the game <laughs> in terms of content. But um, yeah, look, watching Benji, I felt for him just watching him in that coach's box, you know, packing up his stuff as as they left. You know, he's just thinking, God, we just need this season to finish, and we need a reset as well because. Look, they've they've got some guys coming looking for some experience in the house with Aiden Caesar. Um, look, he's at the back end of his career, but maybe he can be someone that can steer them around a bit. Mm. But halfway through that game, I, I felt for them. Um, they didn't give up, but they were just over it. Mm. And then Manly were carrying on with a few try celebrations and that. You really felt for the Tigers. Yeah, they were off to the course, though, straight after the game. <laughs> right there, but yeah. um, but I, I know that, um, you know, the, the CEO's not really... Um, accountable for results, but he is for, you know, the coaches that come and go and, and for how other parts of the club are held in uh, accountable and um, the board as well. I mean, they've got to be held to account, I would imagine. They've made some pretty um, interesting decisions over the last couple of seasons with the way that they've um, gone about their business. And just from a player's perspective, I mean, there's been some good things come out of their season. Young Buller, I think he's been a, a really good find for the Tigers, uh, came through their system, and he's a guy that's going to grow into a really competent first grader. But they've just had issues with some of those key positions. You know, they're, they're six and seven. Happy Coruscant spoke about it before. He's been playing seven for the last part of the year. Dane Laurie came in as a fullback. He's been playing six. They've got Dewey, who'll come back, I think, next yeah. year. He'll sort of fill one of those holes. Um, they'll be lucky to get him back, Gerds, from that knee. He'll be lucky yeah. to play next year, they reckon. Wow. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. If, yeah. Well, if he does they're, play, they're, it'll be really late in the year. They've definitely got to get together, drink the Kool Aid as a, as a, I think as a, um, as a coaching staff as well. Just find out um, where they're all at, um, where they all want to go. Do they want to go there together? Um, have a really good off season and and come out and rip into the you know twenty four season. That's all they can do, really. Do, doesn't it? Um, doesn't it? speak volumes of, at how hard it is to get a quality number seven that, with respect to Aiden Caesar, we have to go to the Super League and get a bloke yeah. who's 32. Well, they're just not around at the moment. You know, you've got, you got talent in the NRL, but it's quite shallow at the moment because of obviously the Dolphins coming in and everyone's chasing a premium playmaker and, and – in terms of juniors and development, there's not a lot of really good ones coming through. So that's that's why we talk about guys like Jerome Luai. Like there's going to be some huge offers mm. thrown his way and he's going to have to really consider taking them. Um, because as you said, we're going to Super League and, we, and we're also 
don't forget we've burnt a lot of young playmakers trying to bring them up too early because there's just not many around. They have signed Jaden Sullivan from the Dragons and obviously Latu Fanu, the young six at Manly yeah. as well. So they have signed a couple of blokes. Okay. Well, we wish them all the best, the Tigers, uh, for next year just to get off the bottom of the table and maybe get somewhere up there to mid-table because it's uh, obviously Benji. We, we all know Benji and we wish him all the very best. Ben Tia, Ryan Girdler, the great Brent Reed Maroon here as well. We're going to try and do a little, we're not going to try and do it. We are mm. going to do a ladder predictor for the top eight and we'll get the boys tips firstly. This game at three o'clock this afternoon, live on Triple M, the Dolphins and the Warriors. And of course, Reedy, we know that a number of players will be rested for the Warriors, but who are you tipping for this one? Uh, I think I'm going to go for the Dolphins, Maroon. Right. I just think the Warriors have got a fair few out. Um, Dolphins last game of the year, they've had a, a reasonable year. It started really well, obviously fizzled. Mm. Um, in the back half, but I just think the Warriors might have too many out today. Mm. I think the Dolphins might be fired up to finish this season on a good note. And, Ben, I feel like they really missed Felice Kafusi those couple of times too, Mm. didn't they, the Dolphins? Yeah, just stopped the momentum, Mm. and obviously he was a real enforcer for the side, so... Look, I agree with Reedy. I think they're primed to have a really good game. I think that they're in the right mindset. They just want to finish off strong. And, and the Warriors are obviously already thinking about next week. So it would be a dangerous game for the Warriors. So up the Dolphins. And Gertz? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the Warriors. Just take a little bit too much momentum in. Um, they don't want to break that momentum. What They're going for eight or so in a row. And I think the, the Dolphins have probably just you know, got one eye on on what tomorrow looks like and mm, uh, might just take it easy. As, as Benny said earlier, you, you don't want to you don't want to turn up to Bali in a moon boot. Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's the big pub out of Redcliffe, uh, Benny? Is there a p- the Redcliffe famous Leagues pub? Club. Well, of course. That's, yeah, it's yeah. the biggest place. It's got the biggest bar. It's, mm. it's the place to be, mate. Yeah, that's a good point. I forgot about that. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, Panthers-Cowboys, 5.30. Panthers-Cowboys, 5.30. Reedy. I'm going to go for the Panthers. Looks as though they're going to play a good, uh, have a decent side mm. uh, team on the field. Looks like Nathan Cleary will play. Um, and I just think um, they'll be, they'll have enough to beat the Cowboys. i tell you what, disappointing season for the Cowboys if they miss the eight. Mm. I mean, after last year and how good they were, and I think we all expected them to take a, another step forward this year, if they miss the eight, it's been a. It's been a. You know, a lot of we've talked a lot about South and um, the Roosters potentially missing eight when they're outside the top eight. I tell you what, the Cowboys missed the top eight. That's really poor. Really mm. disappointing. Slow start. What about you, Ben? Yeah, I think Panthers. I think you know, there's probably a nice little clause there in Ivan Cleary's contract about winning the minor premiership. I'm sure he's got the boys fired up. Um, sorry, Nathan, you're going to have to go out there for Dad today and get the win. Um, but yeah, I, I think they'll be too strong Father's with the lineup. Tomorrow. Yeah, Father's Day. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think Toddy Payton was expecting this Penrith side to probably turn up, to be honest. Thought he would have been a little bit disappointed. I was actually surprised that there was a few guys not rested um, for this one. But I think the fact that they came off that disappointing performance against the Eels last week, you don't want to go in to the uh, to the finals on the back of two pretty, uh, pretty ordinary losses. So they'll be looking for a good performance today and should be too good for the Cowboys. Okay, now... I reckon the... they rested a few blokes over the past month or so mm. as well, Penrith. Yep, so yep. they didn't have such need to rest guys now. Now, this game's at uh, Netstrata Jubilee Oval in Sydney. And, of course, the Dragons, well, they've only won home games this year. They've never won an away game. So maybe that gives them a chance today. Dragons, Knights, Reedy. Tough one to call, this one, because the Knights have rested a lot of players as well. Obviously, no Kalen, no Jackson Hastings, no Frizzell. Um, I think the Dragons might get them. Mm-hmm. Bit, of a, bit of an upset. Okay. Um, ben? Yeah, Dragons. And Gerds? 
Oh, um, Tough one to call this one, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I was thinking the Dragons because these other two guys are going the Dragons. I'll go the Knights. <laughs> All right. Now, guys, um, um, I, I believe it or not, there are still some tickets available for this one. Titans and Doggies <laughs> at Seabus Stadium on the Gold Coast, Reedy. Uh, oh, the Dogs have just been an abject failure this year, so mm. I think the Gold Coast will get them at home. Uh, Interesting they're not, uh, they're mm. not celebrating. They're not going to celebrate up there. The, the dogs after their season's over. Right. Straight on the plane, yeah. mm. straight home. Or commiserate. Mm. Now they're oh, gonna, yeah. not going to whoop it up up there. I don't know where they are. Oh, they all go to the Burley Pavilion now, don't they? That's the place yeah. to be up there on the goalie for, you, for the youngsters. Ben? Yeah, I'm going to go to the Titans. I think they'll want to finish off strong. Bulldogs had a lot going on at the moment, so I can't, I can't see a, a really good performance coming out of them, to be honest. And Ryan Girdler. There won't be a lot of people at that game today because, um, yeah, there's a lot of people coming up here, Benny, for the um, for the Warriors game versus mm. the Broncos. So, yeah. yeah. A lot of Kiwi connection down there in the Gold Dolphins, Coast, yeah? Dolphins. Warriors, Dolphins, Dolphins yeah. Yeah, Sorry, there'll Warriors. be plenty of Kiwis coming up the highway from the Goldie on the train. They'll stay the night in Brisbane, live it up, and then, yeah, they won't make it back in time for the Titans game tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, and, look, this one will be an absolute blockbuster uh, led by Triple M veteran forward Wade Graham. Sharks to play the Raiders at home. Who do you like, Reedy? I'm going for a bit of an upset here. I'm the, I think I'm the only one. I thought the, I, I, I just think there's something about the Raiders. They happen to win games you don't expect them to win. Mm. I think they might upset Cronulla. Fair enough. Ben? Yeah. No, I think the Sharks are going to finish it off and they'll want to uh, get the result and make sure that they, they're at home for that week one finals. I think that's super important for them. So uh, they need the momentum. Okay, and for you, Ryan? Yeah, I'm going to go the Sharks. Interesting to see Whiten in the centres. This has been moved around the last couple of weeks with uh, with Frawley and, and Fogarty being the halves there for the Raiders. Haven't got a um, a good record, the Sharks, against the Raiders. I think the Raiders have won their last nine straight, so they'll take a little bit of a psychological edge into this one, but I'm still going for the Sharks. Okay, I've put that all into the Commodore 64 computer, <laughs> jumbled it around. This, this is the uh, ladder predictor just for the top eight. Penrith will finish with the minor premiership. Broncos second. Storm will finish third with the Warriors in fourth position, a top four, and they were second last last year. So Andrew Webster, red-hot favourite for the Dally M Coach of the Year. Sharks in fifth. Knights in sixth. Great effort to Adam O'Brien. And then Roosters in seventh. And Canberra Raiders, based on what we've heard today, into eighth position. Ready. What about you yeah. snubbing Kevy for Coach of the Year? Oh, no, look, I'm, I'm all for Kevy. I think Adam O'Brien, a late charge, but the Warriors from second last to fourth. Yeah. That's, um, you know, that's okay. quite an effort. Fair enough. I, I think there'll be, if if that's the way it turns out, I mean, that, that would be outstanding to see Brisbane and the Storm, you know, Broncos mm. Storm up here in, uh, in week one of finals. Oh, yeah. Full yeah. strength. Mm. Wow. Yeah, And wouldn't it be great? We know that the Warriors have played in a couple of grand finals. They haven't won a grand final. How good it would be for the growth of the game in New Zealand, Benny, if the Warriors could, dare I say it, win the premiership. Yeah, well, they've had, um, yeah, it's been a long time since they've had this type of success, hasn't it been? And throw in COVID and all those opportunities they missed of, of seeing their team play. And look, the buzz at the moment, the up the wires stuff, like everyone is behind them, and just to see them uh, roaring home into the finals, it'd be outstanding to see them play a few games back there. Yeah. Okay. Read about it. Read about it. Reedy's mail. 
Okay, it's uh, the segment we've all been waiting for. He's got he's got his his finger on the pulse. He's got his <laughs> finger in all the party pies. It's the great Brent Reed. No fine, Ricky Stewart. Yeah, Ricky obviously had that uh, in, you know that scrap with the camera last week again, where he, uh, he swore down the barrel of the cameras and it was co- beamed around the world. Yes, uh, and the NRL opted not to uh, sanction, not to fine Ricky. So what, I thought he said rack off. That's what I thought he uh, said. It was a bit of dispute over what he said. Mm. Someone said he said um, back off. Yeah, I heard back off. Yeah, yeah. back off. So mm. there was a bit of dispute. Maybe that's helped him, I think, mm. avoid a fine. So Ricky's uh, he's done well there, I reckon, to mm. avoid that. That's a good. I would good have thought so. I, the yeah, game yeah, for him. It, what did you think? It, uh, well, it, it, it's uh, funny though, boys, isn't yeah. it? If they don't want that sort of language used, you know, on the TV. Why do they always go up to Craig Bellamy's box after Bill make a mistake? Yeah. Mm. He does it like ten times a game. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's just such a good point. Yeah. Yeah. And no one makes a fuss about that. Yeah. I so, guess the difference was Ricky was mm. now that's normally he doesn't know a camera's on him. Ricky He was directly Ricky telling was staring him, right yeah, down yeah. The camera. Telling him to roll. But yeah, you know, I don't off. have a great issue Same with thing. it. Um, yeah. In terms of a bit of news out of the Bulldogs, well, a bit more news out of the Bulldogs. This is a nice story, actually. Oh, good. We rang around this week and asked clubs what they were doing for Mad Monday because it's obviously always a, a bit of a bone of contention every year, Mad Monday. Manly are having theirs on Tuesday, private function. Gold Coast aren't having Mad Monday. The Bulldogs for Mad Monday are actually going to go and feed the homeless, oh. which is a nice touch mm. from the Bulldogs. I think I think Reed Marnie was a bit of a, a driving force behind that. So good on you, Reed. That's yeah. um, pretty admirable stuff from the dogs. I suppose they thought... After the year, year we've had, it's probably not the right thing to do to be seen celebrating Bad Monday. So they're going to spend it with a worthy cause. Well, I, mm. for, now, Ryan and Ben, you both played NRL. <coughs> I, mm. I'm thinking if they said to me, go and feed the homeless versus go and get on the drink, I, it'd be like that well, El Paso wait. I'll say, <laughs> why can't we have both? Why can't we do both? <laughs> well, there's a time and a place for everything, isn't there? I don't know yeah. if... Um, yeah, the weekend after you lose a game of footy is the time to go around and feeding the homeless. Um, look, if you want to feed the homeless, just do it on your own time and don't make such a big deal yeah. about it. I think to me it's a bit of a publicity p- stunt. Yeah, publicity stunt and something to get That's the heat off That's a bit your... cynical, Benny. Come on, mate. Well, <laughs> Come on, they're doing well, the right. run programs oh, so they're, doing the, the year. they're doing a good thing. The biggest should be, the why, homeless, is, why is the media ringing around asking where everyone's going for Mad Monday? <laughs> yeah. So we want to set up cameras. Oh, where are you going? The Caxton? No, oh, what ben, time we are you just, getting there? You know? Yeah, and then yeah. if the media are ringing me to ask, what, what are we doing? And I say, oh, look, mate, we're going to, first we're going to all go to mass. Um, we're going to go together <laughs> and then we're going to go down and feed the homeless. And then we're thinking about there's an old age care facility down the road. We're going to go do some knitting with them too. So um, anyway, just keep it on, on the low. Eh? Don't sort of put it out there because we just want to do some good deeds on, on this weekend after we just got um, knocked out of the can, finals. So. Can I ask you, Blakes, what your best costume was on Mad Monday? Do you remember? Hooters. Hooters uh-huh. outfit. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You would have looked lovely in yeah. that, oh, I, yeah, that We weren't really doing... Um, <laughs> I think yeah, it was kind of past my year almost. We had a, a little bit of a... I think after we won the grand final, we got dressed up like... Um, I, I can't remember what it was, like rap artists, maybe rap artists. Oh, yeah. That's good. But, right. um, but yeah. we didn't do a lot of that back in who, the Who did day, you really? dress up as, Eminem or uh, I don't know too many rappers? <laughs> I'm not sure who I went <laughs> out, actually. Mm. I wasn't too worried about the dress-up part of it. Okay. Just went nude. Just went nude. <laughs> yes, anyway, at the end of the day, it's not charity if you tell everyone. 
Oh, Ben, that's so wise. That's so true. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Actually, this quite well. This is sort of, this will interest a lot of fans who get really worked up about it. But there's been a lot of talk about November one and how players can talk to rival clubs before then. They can't sign until November one. They can talk to opposition clubs before that, no matter how long they got left on their contract. Well, the NRL's finally made the decision. They're going to clamp down on this. They're going to bring in some strict guidelines around when you, when you can talk to rival clubs. Mm-hmm. Um, that November 1 date may move, but if it stays November 1, if you're caught talking to anyone before that date, club, <laughs> player, why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? What? Uh, so just talking, can you write letters? No. <laughs> if you do anything. Uh, well, oh, come what, on. This what's never the punishment, Rudy? What, what are they going to do? Well, they're going to bring you some... Ver- why are you laughing at them? They're trying to... Yeah, this, if you get caught, you're going to get... People. They're going to make you do shark bait. They're going <laughs> to bring in some very, very hefty punishments, some <laughs> sanctions that oh, dissuade we people from doing it. we can talk through, right? Yeah. No, that's not... That will not be allowed. Well, you don't think it'll work? You reckon people abide by that? That rule now, really? <laughs> well, there is no rule now, though, Gerds. The rule is you just can't sign with anyone. You can mm, talk to whoever okay. you want. All right, okay. well, but if you... Got, what you've got to do is bring in really, really strict punishments so that if someone's caught out, mm. you know, they're frightened to do it. And yeah. they're gonna, that's what they're going to do. Hey, I applaud them for it. it. All right. Yeah. Geez, you've given Reedy's mail a hard time today. <laughs> There's a whole segment in that Last anyway. Time. I quit, I quit, Maroon. Look, it was a massive uh, night last night. 36,000-plus people at Accor Stadium to see the uh, Rabbitohs and the Roosters go head-to-head, the old rivals. And the Roosters got the chocolates last night. And from the winning side, Victor Radley, welcome to the Saturday Scrum. Hey, lads, how is? Mate, I thought it was the old the old crew, the old stages last night, Luke Keary and uh, and Teddy Tedesco. Yeah, they were good, mate. Kez was, um, Kez was awesome, so was Teddy. But I think Kez's voice last night was... Um, the best he's had for a while. He was loud. He was dominant. Um, he just had a baby too, so he was running off no sleep. So good on him. Yeah, Victor, it's uh, it's good to you, mate. How you doing? Congrats on on last night. You guys did this very similar thing last year, right? Where you won your last five or six going into the finals, left it late in the season, um, and then yeah, had a uh, had a bit of a tough run in once you got into the finals. How are you guys feeling this way this year in relation to your fitness and energy? It's been a a big campaign. I think you've won now five in a row. Uh, yeah, it's probably not the um, best way, but as long as we make the finals, hopefully if some results go away, I'm I'm happy. But um, mate, we're we're good. I think um, if we make it. We're playing Saturday or Sunday, so we got the weekend off this weekend. We'll rest up, and it's been a big um, big probably seven weeks since our last bye. But um, we're we're good to go, mate. We're sweet as. Victor, what were you doing in terms of watching the game? Were you get together as a team, or, or were you watching on your own, or were you, were you even watch it or the the games? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll watch it, mate. But no, we're not going to get together as a side. We spoke about it last night about maybe all going to Teddy's big massive pad in Hunters Hill. But um, <laughs> we're not we're not too fast, mate. We'll watch it probably in little groups and um, watch it at home and just chill and relax this weekend. And you know, God willing, or footy gods will take care of it. And hopefully, um, yeah, results go that way. Hey, Rads, it's uh, Benny Teo here. Mate, just watching the game last night, I was pretty impressed with uh, Sam Walker and just the amount of confidence he brought in. Could you talk about, you know, the sort of up-and-down year he's had but how he's sort of kept working hard and coming to the side and, and he delivered on a big game last night? Yeah, mate, he's, he's so confident for um, such a young kid, but he, he's obviously had trouble with that knee all year. Yeah, um, we, we all, as a team, we had a tough start to the season and then um, he probably got the brunt of it and then a week after... 
Um, he went back to reserve grade. He'd done his knee and he's only just come back. But, mate, I've seen him in the gym. He probably couldn't tell he's that skinny, but he's in the gym every day. He worked hard. And um, he's come back into the team like, yeah, nothing ever happened, mate. He's, he's good as gold. His voice was probably Barkiri the loudest last night, which is what we want. So um, he was awesome, mate. He was very great. He set up that grass try. Uh, his D was on too. I'm actually D next to him, yeah. so it was good. I thought the best part about it was it looked like Cody Walker was trying to sort of rough him up a little bit, but he ended up coming up with some big plays and it looked like he was giving a little bit of lip back, which is always yeah. a good sign. <laughs> yeah, he sounded like a 12-year-old school kid. <laughs> <laughs> We, um, Rads, we had a a chat just before Origin about Lindsay Collins, and uh, you told me, you know, about his work ethic, and we probably hadn't seen it over the last couple of years at the same level. Uh, But yeah, since that Origin series and what he's done at at club level, Lindsay's having some sort of season, mate. Mate, he's a weapon. He's um, mate, he's the leader of our side. Really, he's um. He's playing so good, mate. His work off the ball, everything he does, he's just he just does not stop moving. And he's, he's playing 60, 70, sometimes 80 minutes each week too. He keeps turning up and, mate, he'll be doing more recovery than anyone this weekend and he'll be good to go again, um, hopefully, if we're playing again next week. So he's an absolute machine, mate. Victor, what about your own form? I thought you came up with some really crucial players last night, particularly defensively. What, what, how, how do you think you're travelling at the moment? Um, mate, I'm, I feel like I'm doing my job. I'm working hard. I'm trying to... Um, do everything I can. I'm uh, trying to stay fit and healthy. We've been off the piss for a while, so <laughs> um, I'm doing everything I can, mate. And I'm, yeah, I'm just uh, trying to do my role the best of my ability. I don't need to. Uh, we've got a lot of players that can, you know, come up with uh, freaky stuff. I feel like if I'm rock solid, and everyone knows what they're going to get from me every week, it's going to be good for the side. So um, that's my biggest um, work on really is just being so consistent that um, I'm really reliable for the team. When you say you've been off the Piss for a while. Is that a team thing or a personal thing? Oh, I think it's um it's a more of a personal thing. It's been two weeks now, so <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> hey uh Victor, I I last night at half time it was ten six. Swally, he's missed a couple of goals. So you probably should have been up by eight, but I still thought at half time the game could have gone either way. I'd be interested to know what Robbo said to you blokes. Um, mate, he pretty much just said we done what we we wanted to do. We wanted to set the game up, and that's what we done. It was six four, and then we ended up getting the try just at the death of four half time, and it made it ten six. But um, we wanted to set the game up. We weren't looking for, you know, to be twenty to twenty to nil or anything like that. We wanted to set it up and uh, get some fatigue and make it a ding dong game. And I think we did that. So um, he just said kudos on that, and then we got forty more minutes, and he just asked for us to go. And I feel like um, we did. We were really under the pump after um, they scored that second try. Um, we're defending our line for a bit there, and we just kept turning up. And then um, I forget what the next try was. It might have been oh, no, uh, Billy, Billy, Smith. Billy Smith. Yeah, Billy Smith. Mm. we end up getting down that end, and Billy done what he done. So um, probably just the resilience in that that bit of the game was was pretty impressive. But at halftime, he just said we need another forty. Hey Good Victor, go. oh sorry, hey Victor Maroons highlighted uh, being the glass glass half empty sort of guys highlighted Joe Swally's uh, goal kick. Yeah, but I reckon his form over the past month he copped a bit of flack mid season, but his form over the past month or so he's gone to another level. I mean, can you talk to us a little, a little bit about Joe and and obviously what he's been through this year and the way he's playing now? Yeah, mate, he's he's um, mate, he's killing it. I think on the on the wing there, it's pretty simple for him. He needs to run over blokes and then. Uh, score tries um, in the air and good ball. But um, he's playing awesome. He's been goal kicking really well, I think, by last night. But I think he's been nailing before that. But 
I'm sure he'll um, be sweet for next week goal kicking, but uh, he just looks like he's got confidence, mate. He's um, he's just being himself, and I think it's good to see. We just let him let him be him, and um, he's killing it. All right, hey Vic. I know, like around our part of the world, your old man's a bit of a colourful identity. In tomorrow being Father's Day, what do you got planned for him? Yum cha, lunch somewhere. I hope you're not getting him really getting him something from Bunnings. Uh, as I said, he's renovated my house. So I might get him a hammer. There's some sanding to do, actually. The, the whole place. I might get him some sandpaper or something like that. <laughs> jump up there. But, uh, mate, he's living in his bus at the front of my house. So I don't know. I might get him some like tyre shine for his bus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, mate, listen, mate, good luck for the remainder of the season. And uh, congratulations to you blokes on last night. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Good on you, mate. There he is, Victor Radley, joining us on uh, the Saturday Scrum with Reedy uh, Gerds and Ben Teo. Reedy? Yeah. You're looking at me like you want to say something? Or? No, no. No, no, I'm all good. Yeah. yeah he's playing good, Victor. He is. He's playing really well, yeah. yeah. You know who we didn't rap then, fellas, mm. while was uh, was Billy Smith, who's had a wretched run with injury. Yeah. And then yeah. the the little winger, is it Porger? Porger, yeah, Powger. He was Powger. good, wasn't he, Powger? That was a hell of a Maybe throw off the piss. Yeah, maybe yeah. two weeks. So when, I, when he yeah. said we've been off the piss, I thought I must be talking like a month, two months, <laughs> two, <laughs> two weeks. Believe it or not. Yes, it's the award-winning segment being copied, being templated by radio stations all around the world and adapted to their own sports. Admitted right here at Triple M. Believe it or not, the first question for you blokes today: Do you believe it or not? The NRL must introduce a pre-finals buy, Reedy. No, I don't like the idea. Don't like it at all. Because the issue isn't so much that uh, guys need a rest, or it is to an extent, but the other part of it is guys want to protect, uh, coaches want to protect players. Mm. So they're still going to rest guys anyway. Yeah. Because they won't want them injured. Mm. And, and it stops the momentum. I don't like it, Maureen. I don't like it at all. I don't believe mm. it. So you're thinking, Reedy, it'll end up with, uh, if a Blake needs one week off, he's going to end up with two weeks. Two. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Uh, believe it or not, Gerds, uh, the NRL must introduce a pre finals buy. Yeah, no, I, I'm with Reedy. I, I, I don't believe it. I, I actually like strategy and tactics. And I think it, it brings a little bit of that in for the coaches at this time of year. Uh, and then also, if they just want to promote uh, the season proper and winning the title or what we call the minor premiership, just put a little bit of more money into that, put a little bit more status around that. So, yeah, I don't believe it. Yeah, that's yeah, I'm, a good I'm idea, with the ben. other guys. Mm. I don't want to add too much to that. Okay. And I how agree. good was it watching Sua Falongo the other night get a game? Yeah. It was uh, unbelievable. Mm, absolutely. And and look, fellas, let's go straight to you on this one, Ben Teo, with the, the resurgence of the Newcastle Knights. Kalen Ponga, are the Knights... Genuine premiership contenders, Ben. Yes, they are. Uh, look, I think there's going to be a little bit of momentum loss with Ponga out injured at the moment, but they're in red-hot form. And watching their game the other week versus the Sharks, they were just so dominant, I feel like. Uh, I would be nervous coming up against them in the finals, especially if they get a home final. So uh, they're the real deal. Okay, believe it or not, Gerds, uh, with Kalen Ponga in form, the Knights are genuine premiership contenders. No, I don't believe it. No, I, I, I've really enjoyed their run and I'm really happy for the for the team and the coach and the community, but I just think when they get to that um, the back end of the season and they come up against, um, you know, that real quality opposition uh, with the experience at, in those key positions at origin and, and national level, I just think they might 
Uh, it just might fall a little bit short, but loving the run and, and enjoying the momentum, but I don't think they can go all the way. I think they're going for nine in a row this yeah, week. Yeah, they Reed. are, yeah. What I, do you I'm think, I'm going to believe it. Yeah. Gonna, oh, I think, really? I think they need a bit of luck. Okay. But the way Kalen's playing, I'm not going to back against them. I, you know, they just need a little bit of luck in the finals. I think they're a chance. You think they're a chance? An of... outside chance. Okay. Uh, next question here, believe it or not. So I'll start with you this time, Gerds. Uh Tolu Kola should be Manly's fullback in 2024. Believe it or not? Um, gee, you put up a good case over the last couple of weeks, but I don't believe it. I, I don't believe you can move Tom into the centres and pay him a million dollars, especially with their salary cap the way that it is. So they need to get some value out of that. And I think Tom's uh, best position is fullback. If they get him fit and healthy, uh, I think Kola will just stay in the centres. Okay, Ben? Oh, I agree with Gerds there. I think Kola's pretty... Pretty decent at that right centre role. And some of the best things we've seen from Turbo over the last few years is him bobbing around the middle of the field and backing up on the inside. So I wouldn't take that away from him. But I'll tell you what, there'll be some clubs coming after him to play fullback for him. This is an outrageous question. Okay. Outrageously disrespectful mm. to Tom Trebojevic, who's mm. one of the great yeah. fullbacks in our game. No question. Did and you come up with this one, Marie? No, well, uh, you've, well I, I know you've got a great way. relationship with Jake Trebojevic. I didn't know about Tom. <laughs> uh, Tommy's a great man. Uh, great he is, player. He is. Yeah. Can't believe it. So you, you, that, you're not, you don't, don't like that idea at all. At all. Mm. He's a very good fullback, yeah. though, the young fellow. I can't believe it's taken him this. I know they played Ruben Garrick there. For a while, the Rubens well, had a good weeks there as well, didn't they? they early did, on in yeah. the season, I don't believe this kid wasn't there earlier mm. when Tommy yeah, was out. Yeah, but I mean, the argument would also extend to the fact that maybe people believe that Tom needs to be preserved a little bit in the centres. Well, maybe you could maybe swap he's... them during during games. Good. Maybe. What do you yeah. Think? Yeah. Mm. Maybe. Yeah. Half each. Keep the opposition guessing. Now mm. uh, we're going to start with you here, Reedy, because oh, you you're the one that's being a little bit controversial today. Your prickly little self. You're being <laughs> your prickly little self, Reedy. The minor premiership is worth more than the $200,000 prize on offer. Oh, I believe this. Embarrassing. Yeah. It's almost embarrassing is your Tolu Cola mm. question. But it should be at least a million dollars. I agree. Premiership. I hate agreeing with you, but mm. like you remember... 200 grand's a drop in the ocean. You, you remember who comes last before you remember who won the minor premiership. No, I'm with you. It's yeah. disrespectful. So what are you saying? There should be a million dollars on offer to come last. It should last. be a million dollars. No, to come first. Uh, Gerds? Yeah. Well, I mean, then it... Then the, the discussion we had, I think it was the first or second question, becomes redundant, right? Because clubs are going to want to pocket a million bucks, so they're going to put a little bit of pressure on the coaches to make sure that, you know, they're at least fielding a side that they believe can get the job done on uh, on every weekend. So I agree. No, I don't, I don't reckon there's much point in incentivising it to be something you want to win. Really, it means nothing, to be honest. You just want to get into the finals healthy. And, yes, some coaches have rested players for one week. I think we can all just deal with that, but... The race for first place is. I don't Wouldn't that add excitement to the competition, mm, though? No, I don't. If, I don't the, if the coaches so. and, the, and the players value it, maybe give the players a bit of a cut there. Yeah, but like sometimes there's teams that are roaring home, and then they hit some some speed bumps with some injuries, and they might miss out on that that minor premiership. But that's not what it's about. It's mm. just about getting in the top four. And getting your squad healthy. But that's... it's not about that now, but why couldn't we change the mentality around making it more about that, like they do in sort of the Premier League and other leagues around the world? Yeah. Then it gives people the opp you know, opportunity to buy in and get invested into that part of the competition. Yeah, look, if, if, from a coach's point of view, if I, I wouldn't care too much about it, about winning that. All I want to win is the grand final. Mm. As they say, it ain't a thing without the ring. All right, well, there you go. He's a, he's a current coach. 
um, of the Dolphin squad. <laughs> ain't a thing without a ring. <laughs> it, it, it needs to mean more. It just, maybe half, it needs maybe more a prestige. Too much. Maybe it needs half to have more prestige. Greedy. <laughs> greedy? Where are you yeah. getting this money from? Just throwing oh, up. Yeah, yeah, really yeah we're just going to go from 100000 yeah. to a million. Yeah, we'll find it somewhere. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to leave it there. That's uh, this week's edition of Believe It or Not. Triple M Footy lives on Listener. Thanks to McDonald's and Ream Hot Water.